0: welcome to the X-Files on the Grid podcast. I'm Rachel and I'm
1: Tristan
0: and today we're going to be talking about season one episode nine space.
1: Everyone's
0: favorite episode. Uh, Yeah so normally we kind of jump in and talk a little bit about our our memories with the episode and things like that which we can still do but I think it is uh, off of that comment probably worth noting that this is Generally considered the worst episode of X Files. I looked at according to IMDb. That's one of the one of the trivia's for this episode (laughs) is that it's just
1: universally considered the worst. That's that's an interesting trivia that that it's a bad episode. That's trivia.
0: And so, so I did a little bit of research just to kind of check, like, okay, how, but like how true is that statement? And it's pretty true. (laughs) From the I looked at about five different, um, just whatever came up first as far as like googling X-Files episodes ranked and I think I looked at five lists on on. I think either two or three of them it was dead last and the rest it was still bottom five so it's not a good episode so I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about as to why exactly it's not a good episode I think personally I wouldn't say it's the worst I think there's a co- and I should also say that I believe all of those lists that I looked at were all before the uh, seasons nine and ten.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about seasons nine and ten. <laughs> yeah. It's still all bottom, bottom ten.
0: Bottom ten for sure. Maybe even bottom five for me. Yeah. Um definitely. I can think of I can think of probably two that I think would be worse than this and a handful that would be maybe slightly worse or slightly better right. somewhere right around this same realm. But it's not a good episode, and uh, I got the vibe as we were watching it that you probably agree.
1: <laughs> I do. Agree.
0: All right. Uh, well, was there any, do you remember the first time you saw this episode, or do you have any any memories or any associations with this episode that you want to talk about?
1: I don't know if it was the first time I saw it when I was a kid, but I do remember watching it when I was pretty young and just thinking, like, what What did I watch? yeah. It was all, like, stock footage and close-ups of people's sweaty faces and, like, (laughs) what did I watch? What was that? Yeah. I felt kind of ripped off. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? Do you remember the first time you saw this?
0: I don't. I have a feeling I was pretty little, and I just, I think I was just bored more than anything. I don't think I I necessarily thought to myself, like, oh, that was a bad episode. It was just, like, oh, I was kind of bored. But I don't, like, I don't remember how old I was. I don't, which is not a great sign, because with most of these episodes, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing this episode when I was a kid. And with this one, I'm like, I might have seen it when I was really little, or I might have been a little older, or yeah. I, I have no idea. So I don't really have any associations with this episode other than, like, as I was watching it, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I think I was bored by this before.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, ugh. All right, well, with all that said, should we delve into the grid and and try and figure out what didn't go right with this episode?
1: Yeah, I guess we have to eventually. All
0: right, so the first category, um, which I think is where a lot of the issues really come in, um, for me at least, is going to be writing. Um, And then the first subcategory under that umbrella is going to be mythology and character development. One thing within this subcategory that I actually kind of liked... But then one thing that still really hurt the score overall. Um, so I don't know if you have a, any kind of you know a strength or a weakness or, or if you want to wanna delve in first. But that's kind of where I'm at. One slight positive and one pretty major negative.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking of anything to say for this. So why don't you go first?
0: <laughs> All right. Well the, and
1: then well, I'll copy what you said. <laughs>
0: I'll start with the positive because um, I considered giving it, uh, you know, maybe like a, a 5.5 or something like that to bump it up a little bit. Because um, I kind of start at five and then subtract or add based right. on on what I like or dislike. Um, so I was going to add like a half point because I do really like just the, the idea of like Mulder meeting his childhood hero and having like this... You know, like, oh, he was really into astronauts when he was little. Like, but, yeah, that's a common phase a lot of kids go through, but I think it still tells us a lot about his character. Because sure. um, it wasn't just, like... Because I think with most kids, at least I know for me, I definitely went through a phase where it was like, oh, yeah, I want to go to space. And that was about as far as it went. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, watch the news. I didn't really learn about real astronauts. And he, like, went out and studied it and, like, learned all this stuff about astronauts, which I just think is, is fitting. And I liked that... Um, I I liked that aspect, and I did like that, for once, Mulder knew about something that was, like, scientific, and Scully was left out of the loop. Yes,
1: she was. Um,
0: Which I'll get a little bit more into in, um, well, I guess that is something I didn't consider with this category. Because as much as I liked what that did for Mulder, they really took it, they went way overboard with Scully as far as, like, I mean, they basically turned her into, like, Francine Smith from American Dad. <laughs> like, she just had no clue. And I'm like, as an audience member listening to this, I'm like, I can get a pretty decent grasp of what's going on. Right. And she's like, what? What's going on? Mulder, do you know what's happening? What's going on? I'm like, it's not that complicated. I mean, it is. It's not like rocket it's rocket science. I, I was just going to say, it's literally <laughs> rocket science. But... Like, that's not, that's not how they were talking about it in the control room. It was pretty layman's terms, relatively speaking. And, yeah, she's not a rocket scientist, but neither is Mulder. And she knows a lot about other scientific areas. So I might actually knock this down even farther down than I had <laughs> it. Um, so I like what they did with Mulder. But I think if there was a cost that was too big with the way... Um, Scully's character was written in this episode of just having no yeah. clue. So yeah, this this is actually going to get a little modified. Okay, so then the other thing that I really disliked, and this gave it um, about a two point deduction for me. I was really, really did not like. Uh, as far as the mythology goes, I feel like this episode really hurts the alien mythology of the show overall. Because we have, you know, we have this this overarching mythos of like alien abductions the government hiding it all of this stuff that like yeah it doesn't really seem super realistic but within this universe it's like okay yes there are there are aliens they abduct people the government knows about like there's there are rules to the aliens set out and then this episode comes in it's just like i guess they like there's some sort of alien that can like inhabit people and now there's like demon possession but it's aliens and that's a thing Right. And it just makes no sense, and I think it doesn't it does it, it doesn't just not make sense within the course of this episode, but it hurts the prior episodes that have aliens in it, because it makes you question, like, does any of this make sense? Are we just going with this? Okay, like, I just...
1: Maybe there's different varieties of aliens, and these are, like, the space ghost aliens that are I doing mean, their their own thing with a different plan.
0: I guess. I mean, that's kind of what we have to go with. Um, Because no matter how much people dislike this episode, it's canon. we got to come up with something to to figure out. So, I mean, that makes as much sense as anything. But, yeah, the fact that that the fans have to go out of their way to try to figure out what is going on because it does not fit in with the rest of the mythos. And not even just... This is only episode 9, and I feel like it's already going against what we know about aliens within this universe. And it's only episode 9. And then... And it's not like, okay, this is something that we're going to add that's now going to go with the series, thankfully. (laughs) You know, it's just something, it's just a weird Monster of the Week episode. And it's not, it's not a virus. It's not even like a being. It's just a, a space ghost. Right. So, so anyway, so my overall category... Started it as five, which was neutral. Gave it an extra half point for the Mulder meeting his childhood hero and and getting to be an expert in something for once other than aliens, you know. Um, So that all got it like a 5.5. Then I knocked it back down to a 5 because of of the way Scully was presented. And then it got knocked all the way down to a 3.5 out of 10 um, because of the damage that I think this episode does to the mythos overall. Um, it really bothers me. That might be a little harsh, um, but that's how I rated it.
1: Wow. Yeah, that, <laughs> that all makes sense. Yeah, I didn't see much character development other than seeing Mulder have that boyish enthusiasm Yeah. that he, uh, he has. That was cool. And, and seeing that he was really into astronauts as a kid and apparently as an adult, too. <laughs> but other than that, I didn't really have much to say. So I gave it a five meets expectations.
0: All right. It's kind of expecting you to be harsher than me in some of these, but I might have been.
1: I don't know. Some of these, some of these I think I will be.
0: All right. Um. So I guess that brings us to the next category, which is going to be plot structure and pace. Uh. Do you want to start us off on this one?
1: This episode was slow.
0: Yes, it was.
1: This episode was just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And and I I get that they were trying to be suspenseful, like you lose contact with the shuttle, and you don't know if they heard your last commands, and if they did it successfully, and if they, if anything goes wrong, everyone dies, but I mean, it was a little suspenseful because of that, but so much of it was just stock footage, mm-hmm. and um, just close-ups of people's faces, there just was not very much going on.
0: I agree. Yeah, I, I did not give this category a very good score for, for pretty much all those same reasons. I mean, as far as pace goes, I mean, it was very, very poorly paced. Um, And, and I think a lot of it uh, I'll get more into with with genre cliches and tropes, because I think a lot of it is just that, like, this was not an episode of X-Files. It was like, like it didn't even seem like something like as far as like plot structure goes, like, why were they even there? This wasn't even like I mean, I know. The, the girl, Michelle, like, called yeah. them in for help or whatever. Like, she wanted the FBI to help. Like, I, I understand that. But, like, why? I mean, like, I guess she thought there was...
1: Something supernatural about it?
0: Or? No, not supernatural. Sabotage, that's the word I'm looking uh. for. She thought there was sabotage. So, I guess the FBI... But then why would she call out Mulder and Scully? Like, that didn't make sense if she just thought it was sabotage. So, there was a lot that just didn't quite make sense. And that just... As far as like being an episode of X Files, it just did not feel like an episode of X Files. It was it was slow, it was boring, um, and then a lot of the same issues that I had with with the aliens um, definitely got uh, right. you know the the plot structure took a hit for for pretty much the same things of just like this this whole like supernatural alien ghost thing. Made no sense, and and I'm not gonna say I didn't like it because it wasn't explained. Because there are tons of X-Files episodes where right. there is no explanation. Right. That's what makes it an X-File, and that's what makes it creepy and great. But this one needed a little bit more of an explanation. There was pretty much nothing, and it just it, it was just it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so I I did not give this a very good score. A lot of it is because of the pace. Like you said, it was just slow, it was boring. not much happened. It could have been a 20 minute episode and all the same stuff would have happened. Um, there was plenty to cut I like it needed a B story. maybe that's the biggest thing as far as writing goes. It needed something. Um, so yeah, so I, I did not give this a very good score. What was your score before I give mine?
1: Um, I gave it a one unsatisfactory
0: Wow. This was one I did not think you would go lower than me on. Um, Although... Well, that's... For, be- before you go doubting yourself, I gave it a two. So. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It is it is unsatisfactory. Um, I considered giving it like a 2.5 or maybe even a three. But especially for an Exiles episode, it is unsatisfactory. Uh, it's just... It's boring. I mean, I think that's the best one-word description of this episode. It's just boring. I mean, it has a lot of other issues too, but... X-Files yeah. can be a lot of things, including nonsensical, and it can still be fun, Right. but it should never be boring, and that's what this episode is.
1: I feel like they were trying to make it very tense, like, I don't know what's going to happen, there's so much right. on the line, but I've, I only felt that a little bit here and there. Right. And I don't think that's my fault.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, what did you think about outer goals and emotional needs within this episode?
1: put a three but i don't remember why because there's not really emotional needs yeah other than you know getting everyone home safe and delivering their payload right which is also the outer goal so i don't know i mean i guess there's a pretty clear outer goal yeah and then uh what's his, his name belt
0: yeah colonel belt (laughs)
1: Okay, yeah, Colonel Belt. I wasn't sure if I was like mishearing that every time. No, I mean, unless we both misheard it. Okay, I guess he had like an inner need to stop this from happening, but instead of stopping it from happening, he just sent pictures to people.
0: Oh, yeah, that too. And
1: then tackled a space ghost, and I don't think that's gonna kill a space ghost, stay on the end of the pavement
0: that was the other thing is i'm like why did that stop anything couldn't he have just the ghost just found a new host or something like it didn't seem like a parasitic relationship where like he needed this one specific person but that even that was not like nothing about this episode was explained or explored i think chris carter just wanted to do like a nasa movie Hmm. and settled with this because it yeah like okay like i want to do something in space, but yeah, I guess I need to throw something supernatural or alien in there.
1: So, what did you think for outer goals and inner needs?
0: I didn't give it quite as low as you. I gave it a four point five out of ten, uh, largely because the the outer goals were well established and they. I liked the 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 recurring conversation of like what's more important: these people's lives or the payload. And, you right. know, the future of NASA and things like that, even though we don't even really, maybe they did mention it in the beginning and it just went in one year up the other. I'm like, I still don't even know what the payload is. They just kept talking about delivering it, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I thought the outer goals were handled fairly well. Um, and then you do have Belt, who I guess wants redemption or freedom from this whatever, um, which I guess is still more of an outer goal than an emotional need. So I don't even think I said redemption, and I that's not even quite right. It's more he's just right. he's haunted by this thing and wants to not be haunted by this thing, and it's an external thing, not an internal thing. So that's even that's just an outer
1: goal. It, it seems like there's better ways to go about that though.
0: Yeah. Well, then they tried to throw in at the end, like, I don't even think he knew that he was possessed by this thing. I'm like, how do you know? What are you even talking about, Mulder? Like, what is
1: even Mulder was confused by what's going on.
0: I also thought. I forgot about this when I rated some of the later categories, but I feel like some of that explanation at the end was thrown in after the fact. Cause I'm pretty sure I caught some pretty bad ADR in there, uh, but I could be wrong or it could have been ADR for different reasons.
1: That's where they dub over it. Right.
0: Right. ADR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we like after the fact they'll either, you know, if it's like we're shooting over Mulder's shoulder, looking at Scully, they'll, throw in a line where Mulder's not even looking at the camera and just add dialogue that's not there. Or um, if they're outside and it's really windy, then they'll, you know, cut the sound and add it in later, which I think is more what I saw, which the only reason I can think of that they would do that since they were inside of a room, there shouldn't be any noise pollution would be if they were changing dialogue. But anyway, that's not even this category and is uh, getting really nerdy and technical. But Uh, yeah, as far as outer goals, emotional needs, I also, I did like Mulder's journey or what have you, as far as like, don't meet your heroes and learning that his childhood heroes has, has flaws. I guess that was okay. So I, I kept it within the meet expectations Range because I thought it did enough things well, even though it also did some things not very well. So I considered going down to, to like a three and a half or a four, but I thought it
1: still, I, I would put it in with the lower
0: range of meets expectations for the things that I did like. So a 4.5 out of 10 for me.
1: Okay. What about the genre cliches and tropes? I had a hard time with this one as well.
0: I had a hard time as well because it. It's one of those things, I feel like I've seen, not the supernatural stuff, because that was just weird and tacked on, it seems like. But as far as, like, there are astronauts, they're in space, they're in a space shuttle, it's malfunctioning, let's get them home. Right. We got them home. Yay. Like, how many times have I seen that story? And maybe, maybe in 1993 or 94, I'm not sure. Um, I think we're still in 93 at this point Uh, like maybe it hadn't been done quite so often at that point in time but yeah just the it just felt really unoriginal and really um, even more so than the unoriginal because we talked about this with the last episode too That that's not up with Ice it's not the most original genre in the world and like yeah it keeps you on your toes but as far as like the structure goes like this is a really specific subcategory or subgenre I mean um, so it's not the most original, but they did a really awesome job right. making it feel original, despite just being a whodunit with a space virus or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, right. it was a really well-structured episode. And this was exactly the opposite, where it just felt forced. And, like, they were just trying to, To like I said, it just felt like like Chris Carter was like, I want to make a, a movie about NASA, but I don't have the budget. so I like, guess I'll just use this TV show I have but I guess I'll need to throw in something supernatural. So I'll kind of have this weird thing. And it just, uh, just didn't quite work for me. Um, So I gave it a three out of 10.
1: Okay. Yeah. I thought similar things, you know, you were saying that you think Chris Carter just wanted to write a movie about NASA. And (laughs) I thought that he just really liked that image of that uh, picture of Mars where there's the face.
0: Yeah, that's really just shadows and stuff, yeah, because they have
1: the same picture from different angles, and it doesn't look at all like a face, so really it's just a coincidence or what's called pareidolia, where you see faces in things,
0: right? Yeah, we're we're humans, that's what we do, we'll find faces in anything,
1: right? And this is a, a perfectly good example of that. So I think he just really liked that idea of like the face on Mars, and that's it. And then he sure wrote a script and
0: but then it didn't yeah. even make sense. Like it, how it
1: didn't really have much of anything to do with anything.
0: Right. And like uh, does yeah. does that formation like is that supposed like how does that even tie in with this? Like, why does it look like that formation and why like it none of it none of it makes any sense?
1: But they did mention it in the very beginning in the flashback to 77. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't make any
0: sense. But what like what is the relevance like just, of please, the
1: Face. That's it. Yeah. It's a face. And then this face goes on that guy's face. And then the face hits the car and then the face is on the ceiling. It's a face. Yeah. It's pretty pretty lame.
0: And it just doesn't make any sense. Like I don't understand the relevance or the other than like, oh, this is kind of creepy and weird. Let's throw this in.
1: I think that's it. So I also gave it a three out of 10.
0: All right. How did you feel about the dialogue in this episode?
1: Uh, well, we keep going back to Mulder talking about his childhood and looking up to the astronauts. And I guess that's the only really good thing because we keep coming back to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, other than that, Scully didn't, or there was very little like Mulderisms or Scullyisms.
0: Right. I don't yeah, think there they were didn't
1: any. have a lot of back and forth, like that clever relationship that they have. Um, Scully, I don't think she really said anything. Oh yeah, no. she absolutely could, did like, not need remove to be there. all either. of her lines. And, yeah. And then Mulder, the only thing he did was tell Scully what everyone else is saying. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. like a Mr. Exposition. In fact, that's actually the note that I wrote. Mulder the Exposition Man.
0: My, uh, my note is pretty similar. My note is so much mansplaining expo- exposition, <laughs> uh, which I don't even think mansplaining is quite fair, but I could keep going, but I don't want to cut you off. I'll let you finish and then I'll come back.
1: (laughs) Well, that's, that's pretty much all I had. It's just everything that I like about X-Files dialogue was missing.
0: I absolutely agree.
1: So I gave it a, um, three below expectations.
0: All right. Um, I pretty much agree with everything you said. And and like I said, I, I, I just felt so much like I, I don't, Particularly like the term mansplaining, and I don't even think that's because I think, but with, with that term, it's it's very much so. It's not just a man explaining something to a woman. It's that this idea that they're, you know, dumbing things down to explain it to a woman because they think she's stupider than than he. Like that's kind of the the connotation of mansplaining, at least as as far as I understand just, it. Which just explaining. Well, that's what that's what I'm trying to say is I don't think that's what was happening in this episode, and certainly within the context of every episode we've seen up until now, that's definitely not true. So, so I think it's a little unfair of me to call it mansplaining, even though I do in my notes, but that's just immediately, every time he would turn and explain something to her, I was just like, what are you doing? But then as a, as a discredit to, to, and this is another thing, Chris Carter wrote this episode, like what? He's so hit and miss. Yes. Um, yeah. So hit and miss. Um, and this is definitely a miss. Um, because it's also, I don't think you can call it mansplaining in this episode, again, even though I did, um, but, because Scully genuinely doesn't know what's going on, and it's, like, like, and like you said, he's just reiterating whatever was just said by changing, like, two words, and then Scully's, like, oh, okay, and I'm, like, you really needed, like, those two words rephrased slightly so that you could understand this pretty basic idea of what's happening, like... So they just, like, I like that Mulder knew more about something than Scully, aside from it being, like, cryptozoology or aliens or something. Like, I like that, because he is a very smart character. He knows a lot of things. He's not just this weird conspiracy theory guy. He's a smart guy and a good agent. So I like that we get to see more of that side of him. But the cost with this episode is so great that they just, I mean, like you said, Scully doesn't even need to be there. She becomes completely inconsequential, and even Mulder, he's just barely rephrasing what is said for the sake of exposition. Like, why right. were they even there? This, this just was not an episode of X-Files.
1: Even if they're, if he was like explaining it for the benefit of the audience, for the viewers, you don't need to. Like, we've all seen Star Trek. You can have, you can just right. make up completely arbitrary techno babble and you, you can tell when people are stressed, you can tell when people exactly. are afraid, you can tell when people are relieved. Right. Like, you don't even need to do that. I think that they also just needed to pad it to pad out the episode
0: probably They're like
1: oh we're twelve 20 minutes short, short. 20 <laughs> minutes short let's have molder repeat every single thing that gets said there you go that solves our timing problem and then add yeah. another five minutes of uh stock photos
0: So in any case, so I gave dialogue a 4 out of 10. I was going to give it a little bit lower, but I thought, I mean, as far as the quality of dialogue, like, it was fine. It's not like there was anything that was like, oh, I can't believe they just said that that was bad. Like, it was fine. It just, we didn't have, I think you said it perfectly, but just what you expect out of an X-Files episode was gone. Like, there was, there were no Mulderisms, no Scullyisms, no, I don't think I laughed once. Well, no, I know one part I laughed, but it was not intentional in the part of the episode (laughs) it's tearing me apart
1: (laughs) We, we both had a good
0: laugh with that um but yeah there was nothing funny there was nothing insightful nothing thought provoking it was just a bunch of people standing around talking so yeah so i gave it a four out of 10 definitely below expectations
1: yeah so i'm guessing your overall total for writing was not very high probably about what i have
0: that seems about right. What was yours?
1: 3.0.
0: That's about what mine is, too. 3.4 for me. Okay. Below expectations, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so that's going to bring us to the technical category. Um, and the first subcategory is going to be acting and casting. I don't really have too much to say about this category. Everyone fine did the best with what they had to work with right. you know the script's not great but it's fine I don't okay. know I gave it a five out of ten
1: I gave it a little bit higher I give it a seven out of ten this is the highest scoring subcategory yeah okay. uh, I did that because there's really only two new characters that they introduce like there's some background people but there's only two main ones there's a uh, the belt man
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and the commander I forgot her name Michelle Michelle yeah And, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of this episode is just close-ups of their faces. And there was some face acting, especially from Michelle. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Belt just, I don't know, there was something going on with his face. He was doing some kind of acting. (laughs) Sure. I mean that in a good way. (laughs) I know it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I think they picked two, or they cast two pretty good actors, For those roles, and I think they did pretty well for using your face to act out things that uh, no one can really figure out. Doesn't really make sense, (laughs) but okay. Sure. All right. Seven out of ten.
0: How about cinematography for you?
1: I did not notice anything good or bad. Yeah. And I gave it a five because of that.
0: I'm pretty similar with you. I give it a 5.5. Um, I thought there was a couple of shots that had some interesting camera angles. There was a little bit of camera movement. Um, And then the last scene I thought was lit really well. I mean, it's classic X-Files cinematography there. I had, particularly for TV at the time, we didn't get a lot of that high contrast, um, which even throughout most of this episode, we didn't get a lot of. Um, But there was a little bit in that last scene, which made the nonsensicalness of that scene a little more tolerable. So... I bumped it up a little bit, but pretty much right on board with you. I, it was, pre- especially for an episode of X-Files, it was pretty mediocre.
1: Yeah. How about the editing and special effects?
0: Uh, I hate to do this because the overall score is already so low, but I, actually, I had originally given it a 4.5, uh, but you keep mentioning all the stock footage. And I had kind of forgotten about that when I had given it that rating. I was mostly um, knocking it down a little bit just because of the special effects, which I try, we talked about this a lot with with the last episode as well, like I I really try to put things in perspective and not judge it too harshly just for being made when it was made. But just, I I think it just, even with technology now, like if, if they had made it look really good, it would still be kind of a silly effect. Of just, right. like, having this weird ghost face superimpose over his face for some reason. Regardless of the nonsensicalness of the plot, it's just kind of a, a silly-looking effect. And doesn't even... Well, now I'm getting more into the plot stuff again. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but aside from all that, it's just, it's just silly and hokey. But then all of the stock footage. Like, I, I like the stock footage. I like that they used sure. actual footage from NASA. Yeah. But they used, like, the same two clips in at least every act if not two or three times in some of the acts like it was so often yeah that it just loses its effect it's like okay this was kind of cool the first time we saw it now this is like the fifth time I've seen it (laughs) like it was so like just repeated so much and I did read they they were really trying with this episode to make it cheaply which I'll get more into this in aesthetics because there's some interesting stuff that, that happened with that approach. Yeah, um, yeah and but, that
1: makes sense because I'm guessing that the stock video from NASA is probably free, royalty-free, because I think probably. just about like all the images and basically all the data, everything that NASA creates is available for everyone. It's scientific and it's funded by the people. so.
0: So, yeah... Um, So I'm going to give editing special effects a 4 out of 10. um, Largely because of the silly special effects and the repeated stock footage that just at first looked cool and then by the end just made the episode look cheap.
1: Yeah, I thought the same thing. There's a little too much stock footage and the special effects. I don't know why they did it so many times. Yeah. It's not that great of a special effect. I mean, I think if they had half as much stock footage, And half as much special effects, I would not have dinged it as badly as I did. The uh, special effects for the Space Ghost thing really reminded me of something that I would have seen in Star Trek, the original series.
0: I could picture that easy.
1: So even though this,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, they just needed less special effects and it would have been higher scored. So I gave it a three below expectations.
0: Fair enough. Uh, How about sound and music?
1: I did not notice very much sound or very much music. Uh, I guess the ghost made like a screaming sound thing and it was like a bunch of different screams all mixed together. But other than that, it, it just was not, it didn't sound like X-Files.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So below expectations, another three.
0: Well, I guess I don't quite agree quite that strong. Oh, it's pretty close. I gave it a four out of 10. Um... I had originally given it a 5 out of 10, and then I remembered the uh, the bad ADR that I noticed in the last scene, um, which definitely knocked it down a little bit. And then I think uh, kind of like what you were saying with the the repeated use of the same special effect and being like, okay, this is like making it way worse than it could have been, you know? And I think that the same is true with that sound effect of the, the ghost sound effect. Like the first time was kind of like, okay, that's kind of creepy and weird. I'm kind of on board and then you hear it like three or four more times throughout the episode. It's just kind of like, oh great, this just means that we have to watch that bad special <laughs> And you know what it just loses yeah. its it just loses its effect. So I didn't think this was the best uh sound design in general. And and the music I really didn't notice much at all. And unlike getting a lot of comparisons with ice i guess just because we just watched it but that one i said the same thing and it got extra points because i thought the silence worked really well Um, but this one i feel like could have really used some some really noticeable music to liven things up a little bit or maybe that's the wrong phrase but just give some energy whether it's tension or suspense or fear like some sort of energy to push this episode forward um, this, cause this is just a, it's just boring and yeah. some, some classic Mark Snow music could have really helped. But I think it was there at times, but it was so subtle and and few and far between.
1: Yeah. That's <sighs> another thing is this is just sort of like emotionally flat. Yeah. There wasn't like, I think there was one scene where Mulder and Scully like ran across a room or something. But other than that, everyone's just standing around and yeah, and it's, yeah it's just kind of boring. So aesthetics. You have a story, and I think I know what it is, (laughs) because I think I saw the same thing when I was trying to find out uh, what else I've seen uh, Michelle in.
0: So this episode, like I had said with with editing and special effects, they were trying to make a really cheap episode, and they wanted to make it a bottle episode, which I don't know how they could even, like, the original script must have been really different, because there's no way you can consider this episode a bottle episode, uh, we talked about Ice being mostly a bottle episode, but they definitely don't spend the entire episode in the same location. There's still a few other locations, so it's not truly a bottle episode. And then this one is just not even close to a bottle episode. Like, yeah, we spend a lot of time at NASA, but there's a lot of other locations, too. Um, so anyway, that's kind of a tangent. But that's right. uh, that was the idea, as they wanted to keep it pretty contained and save some money But then they made a script that took place at NASA, so they built a whole set that was NASA, and it cost a bunch of money, and this was the most expensive episode of season one. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous. And and
0: for what? (laughs) Like, why? Oh, man. But that said, I mean, the the NASA sets looked fine. Nothing that, like, blew my socks off or anything, but it looked fine. Yeah. I did think some of the the character aesthetics, particularly on the extras, were a little normally I don't notice that much, but particularly at the end funeral scene, for some reason I just kept looking at the extras, and there were some eclectic people back there, and it was really distracting. Like there were people with like there were several different people wearing really distinct eyewear. Like there's one person wearing sunglasses that were really noticeable and another person wearing just like regular frames that were just particularly bold. I'm like, you really should, especially at a funeral, just have everyone wearing black and, and no yeah.
1: accessories, like just blend, blend it in back there. Yeah. The military uniforms.
0: Yeah. And they, just, and it was to a point, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this because it's kind of silly to think this, but my first thought was like, I wonder if they got real astronauts to be the experts in the background. Because it was, they were so distinct looking and so, um, so noticeable, like instead, because like normally extras try to hide in the background, or at least the director should be trying to hide them in the background, at least. And this felt so the opposite, like whoever was directing this was like, we want to, we want the attention to be from the back coming forward. Like, so those to a point where like, are we supposed to notice these extras? Are these like... But but no, that was silly. But I did look it up just to make sure, which is how I ended up finding out that this was considered the worst episode ever made and it was the most expensive episode of season one, was just trying to see if there was any significance to those extras. So anyway, that was a long tangent and a pretty silly one at that. But um, for that reason, even though the sets did look pretty decent, uh, I gave aesthetics a four out of 10 because those extras, man, why were they so noticeable? Okay. That's that's my take there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for aesthetics, um, I did like the way NASA looked, like the Mission Control Room. That was pretty cool. It looked like something that was built in the 60s using high-tech stuff at the time, (laughs) uh, which is what happened. (laughs)
0: Right, yeah.
1: (laughs) But I didn't really have that much to say. I think a lot of these X-Files episodes that take place indoors or just in office buildings are just kind of lackluster.
0: Yeah, it's another
1: one of those things where I expect more out of X-Files, but overall I gave it a 5 out of 10. Solidly meets expectations, which maybe I should have knocked it down a little, but they spent that much money on it, so. (laughs)
0: Yeah, all right, Uh, so what was was your total for the technical categories then?
1: The total for technical was 4.6, meets expectations.
0: Really close to mine, I gave it 4.5.
1: That seems about right. To me, like it meets expectations, but kind of on the low end, like it's a little bit better than being bad,
0: pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
1: How about memorability? I said it right this time. (laughs) Good job.
0: Um, I gave it a four out of 10. I feel like it is a fairly memorable episode, but it's memorable for all the wrong reasons. I think, right, most people, I mean, you even said you remembered it more. Like it took me a long time. Like when you saw that this was the next episode coming up, like oh space, and I was like, which one is that again? And I had to like ask you a couple times, and then finally you said something that was like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember that one now. So like it's it's not like so many of the other season one episodes, where, like you see the title, you know what it is, you get excited about it. All right, you know, it's just like which one is that? Oh yeah, yeah. like that's pretty much what happened. So that's not great, and um, and the fact that it gets on so many people's worst of list, and so many people's just the worst episode, um, yeah. which I still think is a little harsh. I think there's some coming up, not many. There's, X Files is the very rare show that has very few stinkers in the bunch, but <laughs> there are some. Um, I'd say about one or two a season. So there's there's some that that I feel like are on par, and maybe even a little worse than this one. But I think it's the most memorable thing about this episode is that it is bad.
1: Right.
0: Which, now that I, I'm saying it out loud, I, I'm going to knock it down even more. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 for memorability.
1: Because um, you remember it for the wrong reasons? Exactly. Or because you
0: didn't? Well, both. I remembered it, or I didn't remember it at all, and then when he finally sparked my memory, I remembered that it was bad. And it seems like most people remember this as being a bad episode. So even if it has memorability. And even within memorability, it still felt like there were a lot, like, aside from the, the bad special effects of the face, there wasn't that much about the spot that I remembered. It was There's, almost like watching it for the first time, and I've probably seen it half a dozen of times, yeah. if not more.
1: There's almost nothing to remember.
0: I, that's probably a big part <laughs> of it, too. Absolutely. How about you?
1: I kind of thought the same thing. I, I definitely remember this episode. Yeah. But not... For good reasons. So I wasn't sure if this should score high or score low. And I gave it a five. That's fair. I don't really have anything to add to that. (laughs) So overall, overall enjoyment. Did you overall enjoy this episode?
0: No. And I'm looking at my score and wondering if I should have gone even lower. (laughs) Uh, But wait till you hear what I gave it. Um, I I only gave it two out of ten. And I'm looking at it and wondering if I should have given it a a 1 or maybe a 1.5. It's still time. I know. I'm really thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. I can't figure it out. Yeah, you are. I'm mostly trying to think of those episodes I keep referencing of, like, I know there's a couple that I dislike more, but would any of those get a zero for overall enjoyment? And then, like, how? Like, I, I think a zero even for those would be too harsh. I'm going to do a 1.5 for overall enjoyment because I did not enjoy this episode. I do think there are a few, at least two that I can think of off the top of my head that I dislike more. So at least within the realm of X-Files, um, I don't think giving it a zero or a, you know anything super, well, anything super low. Let's not go crazy. Um, 1.5 is super low. Um, but then even outside of X-Files, just looking at this, as an episode of television
1: right? Um, or, yeah, or just, yeah. just
0: as a way to spend 45 minutes, it's just not enjoyable. It's, it's not just that it's a bad episode of X-Files. It's that it's a bad episode of television. It's it's just not good. So, yeah, 1.5 out of 10 for me. I, I, feel, I feel pretty okay with that score.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't feel pretty okay about it because I had to watch it, and that's about <laughs> how much I enjoyed it, but I feel like it, that's accurate. Yeah,
1: okay. It's funny that you mentioned that it's not just a bad episode of X-Files. It's a bad episode of TV because... I was thinking the same thing like what would it take for me to want to watch this episode like I I couldn't the only thing I could think of is like if I really really wanted to see Mulder and Scully and this was the only episode available and I was really desperate to see some Mulder and Scully thank goodness that hasn't happened yet so yeah I also found this to be unsatisfactory I gave it a 1 out of 10. This is one of the least enjoyable episodes
0: For sure. Bottom 10, hands down, probably bottom five. Probably. Especially if we're not talking seasons nine and 10, then it's easily bottom five. Probably bottom three. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, all that said, uh, did you bless this awful episode with any extra credit to boost the score at all?
1: I was thinking about it, but I decided to, instead of including it as extra credit, put it into the dialogue subcategory, which I forgot to mention. Uh, And that is that I really did like the techno babble.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: It was just kind of neat to hear that. I don't know why. It just seems like I'm guessing Chris Carter really likes NASA and really likes these space missions and really knows what he's talking about or whoever the writer was. And I don't know. It was just that was one kind of nice thing about it. But uh, I did not give it any extra credit.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, I gave it two points of extra credit, which is probably too generous because they're both for
1: questionable uh, things. Double dip from because you didn't give anything very high scores. I think five is your highest unless you didn't double dip this time.
0: I don't know if it's quite double dipping. I don't, I don't think it quite is with this one, um, but I gave it one point of extra credit for, for us both making the same joke at the same time about <laughs> it's tearing me apart. And we both instantly go to Tommy Wiseau's voice from the room. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> so you do it so much better than me. Yeah, so that was unexpected and enjoyable. And even though <laughs> the, I mean, the room hadn't even come out Yeah, I don't, why do I always forget when that movie came out? I'm pretty sure it was after 94, at least, or 93. Um, So no correlation whatsoever, but it still made both of us laugh. And the fact that we made the same joke at the same time is pretty awesome. So I gave it an extra credit point for that. And then I also gave it an extra credit point um, for for at least using real life as an inspiration. Like, yeah, it did it in a really nonsensical and really bad way that was just, stupid I'll I'll say it this episode is stupid but you know it used this real life picture and and mentions real life events and, and it feels like something that could aside from the weird supernatural stuff feels like you know it feels very realistic again aside from the uh, space ghost uh, but as far as the NASA stuff and the way yeah. they talk and um, you know, being so worried about funding and about NASA going under, like that's especially looking at it 25 years of history, yeah. looking back on it, like it's there's some interesting things going on in that respect. So, even though it was handled in a really bad way and was not very interesting uh, as an audience member watching it, uh, I do appreciate the drawing from real life that way and, and using real life science as an inspiration for science fiction, I just wish I had been handled better because this is a bad episode and it's boring and it makes no sense, but I still gave it a point of extra credit for drawing from real life. Because I do, the, I mentioned this in, in ICE as well, that that is one of the things that I like most about the X-Files is that they take these real life things, change it in just such a way that then it becomes something scary, which I guess episode really failed that, but they tried. He, he tried, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, so props for trying. I guess is what I'm getting at. Okay. So two points two of points. extra credit for me.
1: You know what? I changed my mind and gave it a point of extra credit. All right. For, Be- for what? Because they uh, mentioned the Challenger, yeah, uh, shuttle a few times, and I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Richard Feynman, and uh, he was on the committee that like investigated it and he has that like you can find it on youtube where he had the the o-rings he had it like clamped and he put it in a little cup of ice water and revealed that it didn't bounce back and it, everyone was shocked and appalled and well i don't know that part maybe <laughs> i made that part up but, but like that was a really interesting thing and, and and even referencing something adjacent to Feynman is worth extra credit in my mind and okay. it was actually an example of where people knew it was gonna go oh yeah, people oh, yeah. Knew it. even the uh, the company I forgot their name who made the o-rings they they like called NASA and told them do not use it it right. is not supposed to be used uh, below a certain temperature and it was like 20 or 30 degrees below what it's rated for and um, and I think that was one of those things where like a lot of the engineers and the, the people at the bottom of the pyramid knew what was going on and they tried to like hint at other people like hey maybe maybe someone should look into this you know they tried to hint to outside sources but then the upper management was like no we have a schedule we have to we have to meet the schedule we have to do this and all kinds of really interesting stuff about that so one point of extra credit
0: all right (laughs) i'm looking at my Total score versus the total score when we started this review, and it's quite a bit lower. I changed more than I usually <laughs> do. Uh, what was your final score?
1: Uh, my final score for this episode is 35% below expectations.
0: All right, mine uh, when we started recording it was a 37.75, uh, but I changed quite a few things, uh, knocked it a little bit down here and there. And my total score ended up being 33 even. Wow. Below expectations. Wow, lost more than four points. Yeah. It's not a good episode. (laughs) It's just, it's not good. All right. Well, was there on that note, anything else you'd like to add about this episode before we wrap it up?
1: I don't think I will ever watch this episode again for the rest of my life. Not if I have anything
0: to say about it. Yeah, unless I ever do another re-watch, which after this podcast, I, I it will be many, many, many years, I'm sure. Um, so it's going to take us several years to get through this, and I'm sure it'll be a while before we go back. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not worth watching.
1: Oh, I, I did mention that I um, was trying to find out what uh, the actress who played Michelle, what else I've seen her from, because she looked very familiar. And... Um, She actually has been on quite a few TV shows. She was on Star Trek uh, Voyager, but I don't think that's where I recognize her from.
0: No, because I looked that up too, and then even after knowing that, I was like, nope, I don't see it. (laughs) It's too too drastic of a difference. Uh,
1: She was also on DS9, but I don't think that's where I recognize her from. Okay. She was also on, was it TNG?
0: I believe it was Next
1: Generation, yeah. Uh, In two episodes, and I don't think that's where I recognize her from. She's been in a lot of movies and other TV shows. I don't think I recognize her from any of those. I think I recognize her from this episode. Probably. And it took me so long to figure that out. (laughs) So maybe I should bump down memorability a little bit. But uh, I don't know. We already gave our scores. I just thought that was kind of (laughs) that kind of amused me. I spent so long trying to figure out where I'd seen her from. And it's like, oh, this right here in front of me, what I'm watching right now, that's what I remember her from.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's what I remember her from.
0: It could be one of the Star Trek episodes, but
1: probably not. Yeah. That, that's right. that's the last thing I have to say about this episode.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, cheers to never talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap up our conversation of Season 1, Episode 9. Uh, we'll be back next week with Season 1, Episode 10, uh, Fallen Angel. I believe I looked it up and instantly forgot, but I'm pretty sure that's the one. Um, so yeah, we'll be back. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about the grid rating system, you can check out grittyfilms.com slash the grid. It's grittyfilms spelled G-R-I-D-D-Y films.com. And you can also check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash grittyfilms. And if you want to rate and review this podcast on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. We will see you next time.